What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Today we are welcoming into the Marion Public Library Community Podcast Studio, The Dog Professor. It is another Dog Professor podcast featuring Rob Lust, the dog professor from the Edgefield Animal Care Center. And uh, today we are recording this on Groundhog Day, and it's all part of the, uh, the breed series. Uh, but there is no breed series that includes... Buckeye Chuck or groundhogs, right? They're not really hogs. They're not really hogs. No, no, no. They're they're a rodent. I'm we, sorry. We to say. eat hog though on Groundhog Day. We 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 try to eat spam, which is pork shoulder and ham, which is which not is groundhog. Groundhog, that we not know, anymore. That we know. It might have been back in the seventies <laughs> when we were kids. It might have actually been. Spam. Now it's just gelatinous meat product. Or spam something. and pepperoni. There's always questions about that. <laughs> about the the actual source to those two meats, but. Uh, I think it, it's been a while since I've had some spam. It's hey, so expensive now. And well, I got a can right there on my desk. Man, yeah, if you want. Yeah, yeah. Maybe gelatinous meat home. product is what I've been <laughs> for for years. I've called it a gelatinous meat product because I remember back when I was a kid, it did. It said pork pork shoulder and ham on the label, but not not anymore. We would eat that almost like meatloaf back in my day, which is why you don't eat it anymore. Right? Probably, yeah. yeah. But probably. I love a good meatloaf, man. <laughs> I love a good meatloaf, greasy meatloaf. Mm, man, I am a huge fan. But anyway, on the breed series today, we're going to talk about poodles today. And you said you've learned you've learned some new French words. I do studying have up on all poodles. kinds of words today: French, German. I've had. Uh, I have a new respect for the poodle. Oh, well, um, there you go. Um, basically, the poodle. You know, there we see. The, the poodle on the dog show the, with the flowing hair and everything. That's usually the standard poodle. They're, they've bred down to standard and toys and, and miniatures. And, and so there's all, all sizes of the poodles. But um, the standard tends to be the one that was the original size and breed. Uh, standard poodle, you know, they're often referred to as French poodles. Yeah. Um, that is not their official name. Okay. <laughs> they actually originated in Germany. Okay, and they originated as a duck hunting dog. They are an actual duck hunting dog. Really? Um, where if you actually saw a standard poodle in what we refer to as the sport cut or the puppy cut, mm-hmm. where it's just the short curly hair, right. um, that curly hair makes is, is very water repellent and very, very insulated. So it's what makes them a good um, duck hunting dog. Um, how they got their name was as a as a duck hunter in Germany about 400 years ago Pudlin the German name Pudlin is is uh means splashing in the water ah. so that obviously derived from Pudlin down to down to poodle and here we are today so they um originated as a a top-notch waterfowl duck hunting dog um one because they are great swimmers two because of their coat and three because they are very very intelligent and that's that's what um, makes them very appealing to a lot of different people. Um, now, because they started out as a duck hunting dog, and anyone who knows about duck hunting, duck hunting occurs in the late fall, early winter. So usually when those dogs are going in the water, it's very, very cold. So, you know, when you see the typical standard poodle that's trimmed 
for the show ring. Right. They have all that fluffy hair on the head. They have that fluffy hair on the chest and down the front legs. And their legs are usually shaved. And sometimes they're shaved into these puffy pompons or um, there's hair on the, the hips. That actual grooming technique, um, there was a reason for that. That has been around for years because um, of the of trying to insulate the dog during duck hunting. Like right now, like when I take my lab out and we we hunt and he has to swim in water, he actually wears a neoprene vest, to, uh, almost like a uh, a wetsuit for a person to help maintain heat into his core. Mm-hmm. Well, the grooming of the poodle where they leave the hair long over the chest and the tops of the front legs and the shoulders. And then on the back end of the hips, um, they shaved the legs to make sure that the dog had freedom of movement, but they left the hair long on the chest and the hips as a source of insulation while the dog was swimming. So that show grooming that looks so beautiful in the show ring and granted the pom-pom things, you know, where they put the, the poof balls on them and stuff like that. Right. That's kind of that's kind of developed as part of the show cut. But the actual fact where they left that hair long on the head, long on the chest, and long on the hips, but short everywhere else, was originally designed to keep a dog warm and insulate their inner core while while they're in the water. Interesting. Yeah. So that's uh that's something that's come come down from years and years and years of breeding. Um if you see other, there are other um, dogs, water dogs with that same type of coat, you know, uh, probably the most popular one that people have seen is the Portuguese water dog. Mm-hmm. Uh, when Obama was in office, he had a Portuguese water dog. That's what the breed was. So they're a short curly coated. And, and a lot of times you get confusion now because you, we have the doodles. All right, which the doodles are usually a, a, a cross between a Labrador retriever or a golden retriever and a standard poodle. So mm-hmm. they have that short, curly, well-insulated hair um, from the standard poodle line. But standard poodles are very much a um, started out as a sporting dog, but they are now in what's called the non-sporting class when you look at AKC or when you watch the Westminster dog show or whatever, that's the class they're in um, because they don't do that type of hunting as much anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're a, a very, I mean, as a, in the non-sporting group, they can do a number of jobs. You know, they'll use standard poodles for um, canine dogs in Europe. They'll use them for drug detection. They'll use them for hunting. They'll use them for handicap assistance. So a dog that does that has to be very low-key, very um, intelligent, and very um, adaptable to a lot of different things. So that's that's where they're using these standard poodles. Um, the toy poodle, obviously, as time went on, and... That grooming of the, the grooming is what drove the spread of this breed, okay? The look that the the uh, standard poodle have, you know, when they're all combed out and they got big poofy hair and they're running and it just flows in the wind like a shampoo commercial, you know, and all this stuff. Eventually, the higher-ups in France, you know, the, the kings, queens, noblemen, all that stuff, they started to see these dogs. And that's where that that migration started to go. They started to become more of a, a dog for the um, for the noble people. 
Okay, and then that grooming stayed in there. Um, and then they started to breed them down size-wise. So mm -hmm. you breed down to a miniature, and then the toy. The toy is obviously the smallest. The toy was developed in the United States. Okay, um, so that's that's something that that's unique to the United States. They, they we we bred them down to the smallest size, so everybody everybody knows what a to toy poodle is now. So, so that's the idea with the poodle. So I have a newfound respect for. The poodle, since they started off actually as a duck dog, I, 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 I can honestly say, you know, and I'll, I'll admit my mistakes. I didn't think they had much use <laughs> until I started to research this breed. But they are a very smart, very intelligent dog. Um, in fact, at, when I went through training um, to become a trainer, when we were we were learning how to train dogs for personal protection. Um, I almost got tagged by a standard poodle. That's the closest uh, a protection dog has yeah. ever gotten to actually reaching out and grabbing me. And that's that's a strange line of work for a standard poodle. They can do it, but that's not their real forte. Mm -hmm. um, so I always like to tell that story. I slipped, fell on the ground. That guy snapped his teeth about an inch away from my <laughs> from wow. my from my arm. So I said, "Well, that's always a something I'll always remember." But. Um, that's the idea behind the standard poodle breed. Now, health-wise, just like every other big dog, there's there's health things to think about. Number one, um, I include the grooming and the health issues. All right, grooming is is a job you'll have to do with that dog. Okay, eventually, if you do not groom and a poodle and just let that hair grow, it will become almost dreadlocked mm -hmm. okay so you have to stay on top of it if you want to keep that nice curly coat the majority of people i've seen with standards um that come into us for grooming uh they keep the coat pretty short yeah. you coat like a puppy coat or a sport coat where and then they'll trim the feet and the ears and the head and that type of thing hips are obviously just like with any other dog hip dysplasia uh, with large dogs is an issue with the smaller breeds the toy and the miniature we worry about what's called luxating patellas so basically, it's a little bit, for an easy way to explain, it's like your kneecap sliding in and out of mm -hmm. position. That happens quite a bit, and that's usually a genetic issue with most pups as they grow up. Um, but that's more prevalent in the toys and the miniatures than the standards. The standards are pretty sturdy dogs. They mm -hmm. might not look like it. They're pretty thin, pretty narrow, um, but they're pretty pretty sturdy dogs when they do stuff. Um, eyes are another thing. You're, you know, you check for different issues with the eyes that are becoming more and more common with all breeds, and the standard poodle is no different than that. So when you're looking for a poodle, um, and it, it's important to understand they kind of come in different colors, just like just like the doodles do. You know, wow. you have black, you have uh, apricot, which is kind of a, a blonde, I guess. Uh, you have white. Um, but it's important to really kind of research them a little bit. Like I said, most poodles I see are, are pretty outgoing, pretty – they're good for people who are happy to go outdoors. Um, they're, they're good for some – a dog that barks when somebody comes to your door. I mean, they're kind of good all the way around for that type of uh, pet owner. Mm -hmm. How often do you need to groom a poodle? Normally, what when we set up people, it's usually every three to four months, probably, mm -hmm. um, just to keep them in shape in case like that. Um, but, you know, obviously the bigger dog, the bigger grooming job it, it is. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it just depends. Some some dogs, just like with people, you know, are are 
I can't because my hair doesn't grow, but <laughs> but other people's hair grows, you know, at a different rate throughout the year, depending on the season. So right. dogs are no different. Um, but with the curly coated breed like the poodle, um, it's not so obvious as it is with a dog that just has straight hair. Right. So normal, normal routine grooming occurs every three to four months, probably. Right. And if you don't groom, you say it turns into looking like dreadlocks. Is it a health hazard for them as well for not grooming or does it just make them not look like well, a poodle? Well, I mean, there, there is one breed. There's two breeds. There's the Commodore and the Pooley. If you've ever seen those dogs on the uh, on the dog, the Westminster Dog Show, they're the ones that look like the mop. Right. OK. okay. And, and actually, those dogs have that coat for a reason they're herding dogs coyote comes up they get in a fight with a coyote while the coyote's coming after your herd your flock of sheep coyote bites the dog they get nothing but a mouthful of of dreadlocks Hair, yeah. yeah so most normal dogs that aren't working in that situation, if the hair looks like that, we're dealing with more health issues than than anything else. Like, like we talked about last time with grooming, um, as far as the mats, you know, a mat is a tangle in the hair that basically tangles, keeps tangling every time it gets wet until it's so tight that it's actually pulling on the skin, causing mm-hmm. sores and everything like that. So with a poodle, um, normal grooming is pretty important. I've yet to see a poodle come in that is so, well, I, I take that back. There have been poodles that have come in to where, um, when we, our groomers have shaved them, the whole coat came off almost like a hair piece mm-hmm. because it was all one solid piece because of how it was tangled underneath. Yeah. So yes, uh, it is important to keep a good grooming maintenance schedule because it does become a health issue for sure. Do you have to um, settle down a dog when you groom like that? I mean, if you've got that type of situation, do you need to put them to sleep or anything like that to do the job or will they, well, they let you do them? It I... just depends on what you, what you, what you want done. Right. Okay. A lot of people, um, they come in and sometimes the, the dogs are tangled up and they, but they don't want the dog shaved. Right. Okay. Which is obviously the, the easiest, least painful way to do it for the dog mm-hmm. is to just shave it, start anew. Usually grows right back. It's not a big issue. But a lot of people don't want that, whether it be wintertime or whether they don't want the dog to look that way or whatever. So they want the dog, want us to work, comb through the tangles. Right. Now, we do have certain brushes that are basically, they look like a small little garden rake, and they're basically blades instead of teeth on the garden rake that actually cut through the mat. Um, But just imagine, you know, 45 minutes to an hour, you're going to get a haircut mm-hmm. and throughout that 45 minutes to an hour people are pulling on that hair the whole right time. absolutely so it is it is something that a lot of people have an issue with it because they don't want their dog to look a certain way but you have to understand actually what the dog's feeling in that case so yeah. um smart maintenance you can brush brush a poodle at home and keep them brushed without issue obviously the more you get into those show poodles that have the long hair and everything else um, there's obviously more maintenance involved in that Um, so like I said if you just like the breed and you're just looking for a great pet and you're not really interested in the show cut this or that most people do what's called the puppy cut which is a certain length of hair all the way around the dog and that's the easiest to maintain well it's interesting in the last month where we've dug into the breeds and you've talked about some of the hybrids some of the um, you know, some of the, you take one dog, make it another dog, whatever, some of the hybrid breeds. It seems like the the standard breed, if you will, or the original breed, a lot of times has a better health outcome than some of these hybrids. Is that true or is that just the way I'm hearing when well, we talk? Yeah, I mean, for sure. Most of your original breeds, the, the closer you stick to the original standard of the breed, 
mm-hmm. um, the better off you are. Yeah. All right. Obviously, when we tar- start taking a an original breed and breeding it and molding it and forming it, trying to get something else from it, mm-hmm. um, obviously other genetic things come into play. You know, we talked about uh, the labs. Right. Okay. The, the the new color for labs is they have a silver now. All right. It's it's a gray and silver, and they have that same color with Doberman pinchers and and that type of thing. Now the problem we see is that's a nice color, but it's also associated with a number of skin problems mm-hmm. that we see. Okay, so breeding can can work some ways in a positive way, but other times we try to fool with with stuff and it, it brings in something else. Yeah. Um, uh, Another classic one is uh, Dalmatians. Mm-hmm. For years, people would try to breed these Dalmatians that had fewer and fewer spots. And they found out there was a correlation between that and deafness in a Dalmatian. Really? Yeah. Um, so there's there's all these little switches that people start flipping when they start breeding. Mm-hmm. And then when we flip that one switch for this, sometimes another switch gets flipped somewhere else. Yeah. And it does cause health issues. Well, I think you definitely need to talk to, to, to the professionals before you get a dog and you make get a hybrid or whatever, any type. It obviously has to fit into your household. So anything else on the poodle today? Good stuff. Man. That's that's it. I thought that was really interesting. That about was that. fun. Yeah, yeah, who, no would, who would have thought that it. the standard poodle, that beautiful thing you see in the show ring, is started out as a good old duck that's dog. It's a duck <laughs> dog. And, you know, and, and then, of course, you know, like that, you learned a little French, you learned a little German. Yes. See, see what this yes. is doing to you? I'm expanding my horizons You are. Your language is changing completely. Well, go ahead and tell everybody about Edgefield Animal Care Center, how they can hook up for training or veterinary or anything that you guys do. Well, if you're in or around the Marion area, the Edgefield Animal Care Center is a full-service animal care facility. We're veterinary hospital, training, boarding, grooming, all of that. Easiest way to find out any of our information um, is go to our website, which is edgefieldanimalcare.com. You can go right on there. You can see a number of different things. You can go to our contact page um, send us a message or a question that you might want answered or ways if you want us to get in contact with you um, there's a page on there about the dog professor podcast if you if you're talking to your friend and they go look i'd like to get a poodle and you say well you know what go to this podcast and, and listen to this podcast first before you go do something you can go right to the edgefieldanimalcare.com go to the dog professor page click on that it'll take you right to these podcasts um, if you want a question or maybe you have something you'd like to hear on this podcast go to our contact page type it in type in the question and we'll uh, put that on the agenda for down the road as these podcasts go along good stuff he is the dog professor rob lust from the edgefield animal care center today hanging out in the marion public library community podcast studio once again uh, it's a great episode and so are all the others make sure you hit follow on the free iHeartRadio app every time we post one you'll get a notification on your phone to listen up to the dog professor podcast